Hello again and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers alike, you are very welcome. You can find the Master's Voice on other platforms that are not YouTube, platforms like Rumble, BitChute, and Brighteon. And I've always recommended that it's good if you would subscribe to one of the alternate channels. This is if you are led by the Holy Spirit to do so. Because on those channels, um, there are a few more videos there hosted on the medical things that took place across the world in 2020. What was that? What was that movement that was happening across the world? Why was it being so strongly enforced? And why were so many people captured in their hearts to follow after the words of man? Why did people who could have known better turn their back on family members and refuse to listen to remonstration, refuse to listen to warning. Some people even refuse to listen to the dreams that God was giving them directly, and they move forward in a direction that is destructive in the long run. So you can find those videos there on Rumble, BitChute, and Brighteon. The Master's Voice also has a Spanish blog and channel that is being excellently translated. It is called La Voz del Señor, and it is there, the goodness of God to the Spanish-speaking world. I do not, at the moment, have um, methods to translate these, these videos into other languages, so that will be something I will have to work on in the future. But for now, it is available in Spanish, and you can find the link to that in the description box below. I'm working to update old videos so that they will carry that link to both the blog and the YouTube channel that is called La Voz del Señor. And so I am going into prophetic words that I have been receiving from the Lord over the period April 9, 11, 14, and like that, and I am presenting these prophecies exactly as they are. The Lord has instructed me not to take anything out. As I said, I am not interested in discussing my private life with anyone, but the Lord is bringing forth to the United States of America, and by extension, anyone who watches this channel, you're watching this channel and you don't know what God is doing for you. You literally do not know what God has given you. There are people who do know, and the Lord has given me a message for you, and I hope that I will remember and I can deliver it at the end of this video. But there are many people who have come to what might be their last turn. You have come to your last chance and you do not know it's your last chance because you have been deceived of the enemy and you think that because of how Christianity is taught in the modern church, you think that there's infinite chances that you can keep walking in unbelief. You can keep walking in obstinacy of your own pride. You can keep basically going through life with your eyes shut and God has the responsibility to keep moving the lions out of your way and to keep kicking aside the serpents that you are inviting into your own life through the words of your mouth, through the hard-heartedness of your own heart. And you do not know that in case of many people, you do not know that God is not going to allow you to actually continue into these end times that I'm talking about. You do not know that shortly after you have come from these things, your path is going to be cut short by God, that he's going to say, this far and no further can you come. And then what will happen is you will come up to the cutting off of your road, and you will not know that you were supposed to be dressed at all times. 
You will not know actually why God has taught the church to be watchful at all times and diligent at all times and prayerful at all times and holy at all times. Because not all of us are going to enter into the times that the Lord has sent me to prophesy of. And I have not yet decided um, to start handling those prophecies. The Lord has not yet laid it on my heart that I should start touching those prophecies about the great harvesting of souls. And I do not mean through revivals. And I do not mean through tent meetings. There will be another kind of harvesting that has already started sweeping the earth. And it will multiply in the days ahead, especially until we here in America, I gave the word, it is called the burial of Tophet, until we are tired of having funerals, until we are tired of hearing how so-and-so who was so young went on to glory, righteous and unrighteous. There will be a massive harvest across the earth and no man knows his day or the hour. I'm not talking about the day and the hour of the son of man. I'm talking about each man not knowing his day and his hour. And you come to the end of your day, you come to the end of your hour, and you find that before this holy God, you have passed into the other life naked, with no covering, with no protection, because you thought that the days would continue for you. And then you find that they do not, and you are improperly prepared to stand before him at the end of all things. <laughs> The title of this prophecy is called The Collapse is Coming, and it is talking about the destruction of the U.S. economy and a few things that the Lord was showing me. But as I was having this dream, I was having the dream, so I was in the dream, and then in my sleep, I was seeing myself in the dream. So I was having my own responses, my own emotion to what I was watching taking place in my dream where I was also a participant. And the Lord did not speak to me in the dream, the dream actor. He spoke to me, the person laying upon the bed. As I was watching the dream that God was giving me, I was experiencing great anger. It was anger that was bordering on fury. It was the kind of anger that you can usually only find when you read the books about old servants that God told to do certain things for him. And they were in the process of doing those things for him. And then they came back to find the people absolutely defiling themselves, absolutely defiling the sacraments that they received from God. People like Moses and the steps that he took when he came down after 40 days without food, 40 days of sacrifice in the presence of the Lord to find that they had one big Baal worship party going on with a golden calf. And he left who he thought he could trust his brother who had been consecrated into the priesthood, Aaron, he left him in charge of the people to come and find that the priest had defiled himself, that the priest had stood there and helped the people defile themselves, and that everybody was then trying to shove blame and say, no, we put the gold in the fire, we didn't touch it, and then it formed itself magically into the calf. The kind of anger that comes upon someone who makes sacrifices for people that they don't know and then returns to find the people cursing the sacrifice and saying that the sacrifice is actually being spoken by demons. The words are coming from demons. The words are coming from her imagination. The words are coming from Satan. Satan is the master she is serving. So let me go and make videos about her and her other master. The kind of fury that boils up in that person after a certain length of time is well documented in the scriptures. And that is the thing 
that has not even come upon me when I'm angry, but that is what was coming upon me in this dream. And the Lord broke into the dream and he simply told me, do you see? Now, do you see? And the history behind that now do you see is that before I ever appeared online to write a single word of this blog, before I ever appeared on YouTube or any social media, the Lord basically said to me that you are going to an iron-hearted people who will not regard your words. They will not believe what you tell them because I have determined to destroy them. Those who accept the words will be so few as to be inconsequential. They will reject you and they will not receive what you are saying. And if anyone could go back and check my first videos, you will see that the difference in demeanor between now and then is night and day. Because I came out absolutely convinced and certain that if I could only show people from the word of God what the Lord has shown me for 10 years will come not only to America, but to very many nations around the world. If I could only bring forth the truth, I believed that people would value this truth, that they would say, thank God that he remembered us and he sent somebody to talk to us so that we could put on the sackcloth that great sin requires. Great sin cannot be repented of by simply saying, oh God, forgive me. I see many people, they write that in their comments and you may be initially pricked when you hear these words, but if you do not actually go to your prayer closet and begin to wash out your robe before the Holy Spirit until you can feel that weight leaving you, whether it is something from 30 years ago or something just from three weeks ago, this public outcry will not do much for you because that is not how we repent. We repent in the prayer closet. He said, go into your closet where nobody sees you except your father and there make your prayers and your petitions to your God. It was my belief that no one could hear these prophetic words and scorn them. It was my faith that if Lord give me a chance with them, just give me a chance with them. Once I open the scriptures that you have given me, and once I show them as you have shown me, there's absolutely no way that those with young, those with children, and even those who are single will hear these things and say, it is not so, the Lord has not spoken. This is lies breathed of the dragon. People have blasphemed the Holy Spirit by saying that the things the Holy Spirit says he will do are of Satan. And I do not know where there is a higher power that can dislodge that kind of sin from on a person who hears the Lord bringing forth his strong remonstrations and says, Satan speaks. So the Lord came to me in my sleep where I was hot with fury watching this dream that he was showing me and watching, showing me in the dream, what is actually my daily experience. And he said to me, now do you see, now do you finally understand what I told you from the beginning? They are exactly as I described them to you. 
hard-hearted people who do not believe. Do not try to explain anything to them anymore, but absolutely stand back and let the judgment proceed against them. And when the Lord broke into my sleeping experience, I felt so much comfort from the mockery that I was watching taking place and from the armor-plated response that comes to this word. He said, stand back and never again get in the way of my judgments by responding to them, by trying to explain things to them, by trying to show them who I am, by trying to explain to them what my reasons are for doing what I say I will do. Stand back. And I felt this relief come on me because with his words came this understanding that it is not in my power to save people who do not want to be saved. It literally felt as if this massive weight was lifting off of me because God was bringing to my heart this understanding. And that understanding is this, that we all have the same opportunity when we stand before God. We all have the same chance. We all have the same opportunities to hear the message of salvation. We all have the same ears to understand how it is humility and an open heart that God loves. We all have the same chance to listen to teaching about what is the best way to approach God. What is the best way? What kind of attitude should we cultivate as a people to approach God in a way that pleases him? Is the way we want to approach God how God wants to be approached? Does not fire come out of the presence of God to consume those who approach him wrongly? Has he not always broken out against those who misuse the ark and misuse the testaments and misuse the very spirit of God? Has he not always broken out with plague or sent serpents to bite people who are poorly trained in understanding who God is? He was showing me they have had the same chances as all the peoples before them. And still, they don't know how to appease God's fury and God's anger. Whoever hates to be humble, there is no way forward for such people. They stumble themselves and they cut off their hope by their own words, their own actions, their own mockery, by pretending and asking questions that have a motive behind them pretending that they don't understand so that the word must be repeated to them a third and a fourth and a fifth time, not because they don't understand, but because they will not agree in their hearts with what is spoken. And so the Lord was showing that obstinacy and unbelief is what destroys the chances of a man and a woman to ever receive reprieve from God. Reprieve is when you have done something and you deserve punishment for it. And then one who has the power to bring the punishment because you have shown contrition, that is heartbrokenness over your own condition. Heartbrokenness, first of all, over look at what I have done. And then heartbrokenness over how could I do this? 
and you then cry out to God concerning the wretchedness of your own condition. And this in turn breaks God's heart. And then he shows mercy, like he showed to Hezekiah and gave him 15 more years. We stumble ourselves by mockery, by the words that we speak, by being unbelieving when God says something and goes like, I'm not, I don't see how this can happen and I don't see how this is God. These words bring judgment. And he said to me again, stand back and allow this judgment and never reach out again to try and convince the holdouts. When you speak, leave it there. Let it be. Let them alone. Whether they heard you or they didn't hear you, whether they accept what you say or they accuse you of corruption, hatred, of judging them, leave them alone. In a very short time, indeed, there will be greater problems afoot. They will lose everything. The government is preparing to make an announcement that there is nothing on the U.S. balance sheets. The government knows that there is nothing and they know that the USA is broke. They will dissolve paper money and the US dollar will cease to be the reserve of the world. It will go into obscurity and become useless in the end. Focus on your own life and do not try to rescue anyone anymore. And so I was dismayed when I heard the Lord say that the government is preparing to make an announcement concerning banks. And as I was feeling this distress and having questions about what this means in my own heart, I saw the US dollar before me and it was made of solid silver. So it's the dollar symbol like this. And it was made of silver, very thick and heavy silver. The, the motif was made of thick and heavy silver. And it was dissolving right in front of me. It was as if someone was pouring a very strong acid on this metal so that it began to burn and smoke. And yet there was no fire. I don't know if you've ever seen what happens to a metal when you pour, I guess, you know, science experiments, sulfuric acid or some kind of acid on it. And it's stronger than the metal. The metal begins to smoke like that, but it doesn't burn with a flame. That's what I saw. It was dissolving and it was eating away from the edges. And I truly was filled with dismay watching the US dollar sign in silver smoking and dissolving until it completely dissolved away. And the Lord began to speak to me and say, Celestial, do not be dismayed. But I cried out in the dream and I said, Lord, all my, all my labor will dissolve away I had hoped to have something in life, Lord, but it will be taken away. And the Lord said, money will be in the cloud. It will not be gone. You will just never touch real money again, but it will still be there. Everyone will be bankrupt in that sense, meaning inability to touch real money. He said, everyone will be bankrupt in that sense when their money is converted to central bank digital currency without their consent. The banks have nothing on the balance sheet and very soon they will have to confess it.
America will experience, experience systemic bank failure and see a collapse of her money system. But I will care for you. Do not be afraid. I am the Lord. I will look after you. And he said a few other things that I will not say here. And so here is the dream that I was watching when I was angry. I dreamt that I was in this huge school gym. Now, I'm not saying it was a school gym. It just looked like a school gym, but it also looked like these very big convention centers where they get together to, to show the very latest in scientific and technological innovation. You know, I, I've never been to one of those things, but I've seen them on TV where they rent these massive halls and then there's booths in them and everyone is showing off the new robot arm or the new technology. It was like that. So I was browsing in this room, but I don't know what they were exhibiting. I cannot remember a single thing that I saw in this dream that was in that convention hall. So I was just going from booth to booth and looking at very curious things, but I can't, I can't recall now what was there. I think God just doesn't want me to remember it. And then suddenly I looked at the top of the hall. For some reason, my eyes were lifted to the top of the hall and I saw the US dollar symbol and it was being doused with so much water. So the, the symbol was there again, at the top of the hall and yet water was pouring on it and starting to flood the dollar. And it looked like someone was trying to drown the US dollar. And from the looks of it, whoever was trying to douse the dollar was succeeding. So the dollar was being drowned. And I've spoken of this drowning in the prophecy underwater, where I said that the Lord just showed me a clear white bathroom, just an empty bathroom. And when I saw that vision, the water was already more than halfway. So the water had already come up from the floor. It had covered the tub. It had covered the toilet and it was creeping up the walls. And the Lord was saying in that dream that the U.S. financial system is going to be completely drowned. The stock market will be drowned. Everything that relates to money, even the people who do the credit rating agencies, anything that is linked to the U.S. financial system is going to be completely drowned. And in that dream, which was last year sometime, uh, the Lord said that very soon we would not be able to withdraw money from the banks, that we would lose the privilege of ATMs and PIN numbers and user privacy and something like that. And so I will leave that prophecy below. It's a written prophecy and it's also a video. So I've already covered that. But in addition to the water drowning the dollar, the dollar was also smoking like acid, just like it was when God was comforting me. And I said, I saw the dollar smoking while he was talking to me and the spirit of the Lord came on me when I was at that convention. So the spirit of the Lord fell on me and I began to prophesy in that dream about the collapse of the U.S. dollar. I began to prophesy and talk about the coming changes to money. And in the dream, just like in real life, people began to mock me. They began to rebuke me. They said, there she goes again. And they walked by and they shook her, their heads like, when are you going to stop this? When are you going to cease from this that you do? And as I was pointing to the air, to the dollar that I saw drowning, as I was pointing to the dollar that I saw being eaten away by acid, eaten away by acid and drowning at the same time, nobody saw anything. So they only saw me and they were saying, why does she do these things? 
Why does she do these things? And I was describing what I was seeing, but they were saying, be quiet, Cassandra. Cassandra is a prophetess from mythology. It, it's, she's not even mythology. She's a real person. Cassandra, I think, lived in the kingdom of Troy. I think Troy was a Greek city or something like that. And Cassandra basically interacted with not the Nephilim, but she interacted with the, the fallen angels at that time who used to present themselves as gods, the gods of Olympus, Zeus, and um, all the rest of them, Hera, all of them. These things are all the fallen appearing male and female, and they have always involved themselves in, in, the, in, in the lives of human beings. So Cassandra said that she wanted the power to prophesy, and she consorted with one of the gods who was in love with her and wanted to mate with her, which is what the fallen always did in those days. And so Cassandra made the deal that she would receive the power of prophecy, and then when it came time to mate with this fallen one, she refused to go through with her part of the deal. And so the fallen one cursed her. And the curse he placed upon her is that you will prophesy accurately and you will speak things that are true, but men will never believe you. And this goes to show the heart of Satan. It is the great desire of Satan. For Satan cannot block true messages, but it is the great desire of Satan to see people destroy it because they cannot perceive true prophecy. Satan loves, because Satan served God for millennia. We have no idea how long the fallen ones were in the presence of Elohim himself before they were cast out. So Satan can instantly recognize true prophecy and he will fight that person and attack that person using the mouths of those who cannot. Satan loves to watch the people that true prophecy is supposed to save, protect, warn, and draw away from hell. He loves to watch them call it false. It is one of his greatest joys to see the true word of God, to see the people who speak it being hung and being burned and being put in jail forever and being crucified and being mocked. So Cassandra's curse was that she would prophesy the truth and then people would mock her and say, oh, Cassandra. And then her prophecy would come true. And the people who said, oh, Cassandra would suffer because of Cassandra's prophecy. In the dream, this is what Americans were saying to me. Be quiet, Cassandra. There she goes again, Cassandra. And so they were walking by and saying things like, why would the dollar ever fail when everyone uses it? They walked by and said things like, she just says these things for attention, you know? They walked by and said things like, she's been saying this stuff for a long time, but nothing ever happens. That's my problem with believing her. And they just had this offhand, very casual and dismissive manner as if I was not a person standing there that could hear what they were saying. Some people walked by and they laughed. Some people walked by and they looked at me with pity. And as this was happening that I've gone through for many years, I became so angry. Not angry because I received the word of the Lord, but angry at having to deal with hard-hearted people, trying to show them compassion trying to show them who God really is. 
how to serve him, warning and warning only to be ridiculed. And my anger was hot in that dream. And that's when the Lord broke into the dream sequence. And his words were like water pouring on fire that was in my heart. He said, there is nothing on the U.S. balance sheet, Celestial. There's absolutely nothing. It is naked and empty, and soon the government will have to confess. They're having meetings about it right now in secret, about how to navigate a coming dollar crisis in which everything will collapse. There will be an epicenter of failure, one of the big banks, and after that, one by one, they will all collapse. And I will just stop here briefly to remind us of a prophecy that I made. I received the prophecy when um, I think I was still on break. I received the prophecy on January the 25th or January the 26th. Just a moment, please. Yes, it was January 26, 2023. And the title of this word is U.S. Economic Crash Worse Than 2008. And it was a series of two dreams that the Lord showed me. And at that time, I did not think that I was coming back to this work. And so I simply marked the dream. I wrote it down and I just thought it was FYI, Celestial. But the Lord began to press on my heart and tell me things like this need to come out. And in this dream, it was a very massive company that I saw. I saw a company that was so extravagant. It, it had so much largesse that I said the executives used to do base jumping from the top. Um, the building was in the middle of the fancy buildings, the extremely wealthy sector in the middle of Manhattan. And I said that I had a friend who worked in this building and in real life, that friend has never been to the United States. I said that this man does not consider this a place that he would come and relocate to or raise his family here. So uh, this person does do high interest um, international banking stuff. But in the dream, God placed that guy here and he was saying to me, you know, Celestial, we're recruiting consultants. We have short-term work, work. So we're hiring. We're in a hiring season. And I think that you should apply. I think that you would get taken. And um, even if it's a short season that you work, even if you work for just 12 months, he told me that the amount of money you will make in this establishment will be well worth it. So long story short, even though I don't have experience in that sector at all, I went for the interview and I got hired on my first day of work. I was coming in and I was seeing the executives at base jumping in the middle of Manhattan in suits and they were landing in controlled, you know, pulling those things and they were landing in like a little landing pad and they had these, you know, celebrity trainers that were helping them come in and saying, you know, good job, Jared. And they were doing the most these people had truffles inside this company. You know, the secretaries of the bosses would be wearing modest pearl earrings and pearl, pearl necklaces. And I said that the standard of dressing alone, the standard of presentation in the company was so high and so stiff that it would intimidate anyone with a weak self-esteem. They would bring out these silver trolleys and, and have treats going between the desks. You know, we had every ambience. We were forced to take breaks and the break rooms were places where you could put these headsets on and take yourself off into a meditation zone or, you know, just, it was just so opulent. And I, and I said that even though I was working there, I was totally stunned. Who can afford this kind of stuff? 
that even the lowest people who who bring the mail, you know, and, and bring and take your tea order and your chai order, they were well off. They were better paid than other people in other sectors. And so that company crashed. That company experienced a huge and massive crash and we were all terrified and they took us to secret meetings upstairs. People were fired summarily. I said in that dreams that I saw that our desks were cleared out by security. The entire building was locked. They only left one exit. They took our stuff down to the foyer and just threw it there. People were in a panic trying to find their car keys and their purses because they were telling us you have a limited time to get your stuff and get out of here. Anybody who leaves anything here, that stuff will be destroyed. And when we came out, I saw that many of the other large buildings in that sector had also suffered the same devastating crash. And a few days after that, I think the banks started going local. And anyway, um, the Lord has said that too big to fail will fail. Just a moment, please. The Lord has said that too big to fail will fail. He said that too big to fail is a lie that America created because America has an ingrained expectation that the government will look after her, that the government will take care of her, that the government will not let the financial sector fail because of course the government knows that if the financial sector fails, it will be devastating for every single person here in America and around the world. In that same dream, worse than 2008, I saw that in a South American country, a mining operation was impacted so badly that the foreign investors who were in that country pulled out without warning. They literally just took the useful machinery, the useful stuff, and they flew out without a word, without a care for the workers. And they left the foreman who was also from that country to explain to the workers that you are totally out of luck. You are fired without notice, fired without anything. And the people couldn't process what they were saying. They were saying, no, um, if the employer doesn't have money now, we're willing to work. And then later when, when the employer is in a better position, then the employer can pay us. And the foreman was trying to tell them, no, it's the recession the company is dissolved there is no work but these men started to cry and when they were wailing the foreman just said to them all right we're open go up into the mine and work because he wasn't able to handle the fact that they would not accept a sudden destruction of the world economy so people outside are going to suffer i've been saying this since the 2018 dreams that god showed me that the u.s dollar will be devalued by 60 percent and I said that fomented rage against the United States, the prophecy is called money down the drain. I saw that people were spitting at U.S. businesses overseas, that they were so angry. They were burning the U.S. flag. There was so much rage because whatever it is that America does, which I may not understand in detail, it created instant and overnight paupers around the world. And the recent prophetic word that the Lord has brought is that an economy, for instance, like Zimbabwe, that is fully dependent. They do not have their own currency anymore. Their currency completely inflated itself out of existence. They do not use that money anymore. They are using the U.S. dollar, not the Zimbabwe dollar. And the Lord said to me, daughter, can you imagine how much worse it will be for a, com a country fully dependent on a currency that doesn't belong to them? What will happen when this currency for America now goes up in smoke. He said it will become horrible for a nation that has already endured much financial horror. 
as it is. And so that big company that I was seeing is one of the too big to fail. Too big to fail will fail. And the Lord said that the government is meeting right now in secret, trying to navigate this coming dollar crisis in which everything will collapse. He said there will be an epicenter of failure. That epicenter of failure is going to be one of the big banks, one of the untouchables, one of the ones who the American psyche and mindset will, will simply say this is not possible. Obviously, we believe in the free market system, bad businesses should go out of business, but, but not this business, not, not this one. You have to bail this out because maybe 40 million of us bank with this one. One of the big banks will be the center, the trigger point of what is coming. And then he said that after that, all of them will collapse. America will be like a third world nation. And you do not stand in the way of my judgments anymore. Do not explain anything to them anymore. Do not try to make them see. Stand back and I will avenge myself on America. I will do everything that I have promised and nothing shall be held back or prevented from happening to them anymore. Did I not tell you about them? Did I not warn you how they are? Step back and do not answer them. Let them say whatever they want, but my judgments will be fulfilled against them in one day. And to anyone who knows scripture, you know that the only nation against which all judgments are fulfilled in a single day is the one called Mystery Babylon that can be studied at your leisure in Revelation chapter 18. And so this is the word that the Lord gave me, April 9, 2023, the collapse is coming, that to a people who refused to heed the true word of God, because the true word of God is constantly being compared to the false prophecy that flourishes out there in the greater YouTube sphere. The true word of God is constantly being rebuked, mocked, questioned. Why don't you say the same things that so-and-so says and sir and sir says? So the plate, I spoke of it recently, the plate is being withdrawn. The ability to remonstrate, to say, why don't you see? Why won't you listen? Why won't you listen when the word is brought? Why won't you listen when the scriptures are read and they are opened to you in a way that your pastors never loved you enough to give you? The pastors never washed you with the word the way God is washing you here. The pastors never showed you the flip side and the other side of different scriptures, but the Holy Spirit has empowered one to do it here, to wash you so that you can be clean. But this is Cassandra's channel. And so God is pulling away the plate. And the word to the righteous is this. The Lord said this morning as I was making my way to service, many things happened today. It was a day of severe grief for me. But as I said, I'm glad that God squeezed the grief out of me so that I can be composed and able to do the work when the work is required. The word to the righteous was simply this. Say to the righteous, it is well with them. But within that came many understandings that the righteous should not be unaware of. To the righteous, it is well with you if you don't make it to the final end, at least alive in this body. It is still well with you. He still loves you. 
to the righteous who must go through the trials and the testings and the fires and the floods and the storms and the watching many terrible things come upon the earth. He is still with you. It is well with you. It is well with you when the sun is shining on us now and we still are connected and we have the grid up. It is not well to us to be deceived and think that we are in the tribulation when we are still able to click buttons and order pizza to the house. That is not well. That is deception. It is well to those who know the time, who know the hour. It is well with you when you pray and the Lord says the same things to you as he says to me, but he strengthens you in the inner core and you can still say, yes, Lord, amen. You are righteous. I will not give your glory to the elites. I will not give your glory to, to um, human beings. I will still honor you. It is well with us when he saves you. It is well with the righteous when Hebrews 11 happens to them in the first part, and it is still well with the righteous if you happen to suffer the pains of the second part of Hebrews 11. It is the same God who still loves you. It is well with the righteous when you listen to the prophecies and God assures you she's not talking to you. When the Holy Spirit gives you the assurance, I don't mean you. It is well with you. It is also well with you if you listen to the prophecies and you know you are the one who needs to get it together. God is patient and as long as it remains day, he will wait for you. So it is well with you as you strive to make your way back to the master's house. It is well with you doesn't just mean that it's going to go perfect and you don't have to fear anything. There will be many things that will confront us. There will be things that you will say, Lord, I don't have faith for this. I don't have faith for this. What my eyes are seeing walking in the street, I don't have the capacity and he will help you. That's how it will be well with you. It is well with the righteous, meaning that when Ezekiel 9 begins to take place in all nations and the six men are called, God will mark you. And then when the other five begin to follow after the one who marks the righteous, the sword, the axe, and the calamity may not touch you. It is well with you. I'm Celestial and this is the Master's Voice. Thank you for being with me. Thank you to those who support this ministry. Thank you to those who are a blessing to me. I pray that the Lord will receive your sacrifice and will return your gifts to you. Thank you to those who believe this ministry. You have not believed unto futility. You have believed unto the saving of your soul, you and your children and your family. If you share and it is not received, it is not your fault. It is the times that we are in. It is the mystery of lawlessness. It is the iniquity inside people. And so until I see you again, God bless you and goodbye.